Welcome to What Have We Learned? I'm Ben Punter. This episode is Jeff Marshall. He's a video editor, YouTuber, author, and rail enthusiast. You can follow him on Twitter at Jeff Tech. He's also at all the stations on Instagram and on YouTube. He's Jeff Marshall, and also he's all the stations. In this episode, we talk about Essex Road, the World Cup of Tube Lines, visiting all the stations, YouTube and its future, and also the book, The London Underground, 50 Things to See and Do, and Great British Railways, 50 Things to See and Do. There's a link in the description. This episode was recorded in Paddington back in late February, and it's a podcast of two halves. Uh, we switch recording locations about 20 minutes in because a certain shop kicks us out. In the meantime, this is What Have We Learned with Jeff Marshall. Jeff Marshall, hello. In the flesh. Welcome. <clears throat> how are you? It's great to see you. It's great, uh, to, it's great to have you here on what? the show. Uh, <laughs> where, where oh, have you been? Oh, you've got any questions for me now? Okay, yeah. oh, awesome. What, what did you have for uh, breakfast this morning? Uh, cor- uh, congenital cornflakes. Really? Mm-hmm. That's, is, that, is that a real answer? That's, yeah. that's like the stock answer, isn't it? No, no, not at all. Bowl, bowl of milk, a little bit of... A uh, bowl of congenital cornflakes, a little bit of milk, just until wow. it, it appears at the top. But anyway, right. we're, we're here to talk. So we're here to talk about breakfast cereals for the next, uh, <laughs> for the the, next hour. It's the breakfast cereal podcast. Welcome along. Um, um, first, I want to talk very quickly. So in a recent video, you mentioned the tiles at Essex Road, that they're changing. I mentioned that last night. Oh, really? Two days ago, three days ago. Hmm. I might have put a thing on Twitter, actually. I think yeah. it's, it's, in the, it's in the video you and Vicky do. And you got some tiles. That was last night. Oh, that last night. I just saw that like yesterday. Well, wow. <laughs> you're um, bang up to date, my friend. That is. I, I try to do wow. my research. Yeah, but um, they are on the uh, on the Northern City Line. Just kind of like London's forgotten underground mm. railway because it's mm. not part of the underground that it used to be. Um, so if you're getting a train out of Moorgate through Old Street, Essex Road, Drayton Park up to Finsbury Park, uh, big boy sized trains in underground tunnels not a tube line and Essex Road is very dingy as is Old Street now Moorgate they gave a lick of paint to about a year ago to go with their new trains but uh, a lot of it there's a lot of old network southeast branding down there and there's some blue and red tiles at Essex Road uh, and they're basically just gonna they're doing it um, as we're recording this at the end of February they're doing it this this weekend so it's finally gonna get the lick of paint that it so has so badly needed for a while and all these gorgeous old red and blue tiles, which I say are a nod to Network Southeast, are going. Yeah. Um, and uh, Govia, who run it, uh, I think they had some leftover tiles from their stockpile of, of new ones, and they gave me a couple as a memento. I'd have rather some of the old tiles, but I got some of the new ones. I would just, if I was a contractor working down there, you'd yeah. chip off some old tiles and be like, yeah, I'll, 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 I'm sure. I'm sure old things fall into pockets and bags, don't they, and get taken home. Yeah. We, but we all know that happens. Yeah. I mean, because that's that's that's, that's, my, that's my patch. Because I grew. That's where I grew up. I grew up. I grew up. Your turf. My turf. Your manor. Yeah, around Essex Road. You are like an Islington homey. Um, homeboy. <laughs> is, that, uh, is that a thing? It is now, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, it is now. But yeah, it, so. The whole lick of paint for Essex Road. It's like, uh, have you been? You know Essex Road. Oh, I know. I grew, okay. I grew up there, so I know what it's like. So, I the it, it's I, weird. I think I think changing the tiles isn't going to work. It's still <laughs> you've still got the dingy tunnels. Yeah. And they, they don't feel safe. They're not great at lighting. There's not much CCTV. Mm. But I think they they have got that now. But like having been there, like it's not a nice station. But it's just it's sort of just not branded that mm. that well. Does it even appear on the tube map? He says getting a tube map out of his pocket uh, as if like he always carries around a tube map. In, in pre <laughs> yeah, I do. In pre TFL tube days, 
I know that it used to appear on the tube map. Yeah, it no longer appears on the tube map. So in the same way that Thameslink doesn't appear, because yeah. TFL Towers, you know, and the head honchos there obviously don't want to advertise mm. non-TFL services. But, you know, um, Thameslink through the core and I think the Northern City Line are, are great candidates for appearing on, on the tube map. Mm. And if, uh, if Govia put up big signs outside the station saying trains here you know it would i think they could brand it a lot better and make it make it much more in the same way that when tfl took over the overground from silverlink on the north london line they just basically gave the whole thing a facelift yeah. it would kind of attract more passengers but yeah well if you, if you live in essex road you need to get to Morgate, jump on a 141 most of the time so if you live at essex road you probably just walk up to highbury and is and just get the victoria line exactly it's only yeah. it's literally five minutes up the road or 38 and it takes you all the way into yeah, yeah yeah um so recently you did the um evening of an unnecessary detail did that as well yeah and that was at the uh, backyard comedy club in the backyard or barnyard the backyard so yeah. it's the lovely uh, helen ali uh steve mold and matt parker who are festival of the spoken nerd mm-hmm. Fotson. The great thing about that, the word Fotson, F-O-T-S-N, I, I think it's a really rude word in, in German. If you know any German, oh, okay. Fotson <laughs> means something a bit, a bit, uh, yeah, a bit, a bit close to the mark. And they do a comedy night, yeah, in Bethnal Green, which is a blend of, it's, it's kind of nerd, it's comedy, for, it's nerd comedy, so mm. they get people either along to speak about something with great intensity and passion about something they really love, and comedy just naturally seeps its way in, or... They get people like me who try and deliberately, they, we find a topic and make it funny. So I often try and make trains funny. Because you've done the the, li- the World Cup of lines mm. and then having a crowd. And as you're watching it as a viewer, you're kind of jeering on other lines at the same time. Who is this crowd cheering for the Northern line? Who is this yeah. crowd cheering for the Bakerloo line? Yeah. I know there's a whole section about supporting the underdog and cheering the Emirates line. Well, well, well that, that's really interesting. So, so basically what I did was... Um, well, yeah, I was talking about the World Cup of Tube Lives where I get people to vote for their favourite line and what you genuinely find uh, and this happens a lot with the Northern Line it's a great candidate but it happens with all other lines as well people either if you travel on you know people see a particular line as being their line that they travel on because they have to do it every day five days a week on their commute to get to their job and, uh, but what it does is it, it rather like the referendum it splits people very specifically into two camps. Mm. People are either like, oh, I have to use that every day and I hate it and it's so awful, blah, 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 blah. But because I have to endure it, I will vote for it because that's my line. Yeah. Or people are like, oh, I use it every day and I love it, so therefore it's my line. So it's a bit like, you know, you can't make, you know, the only person that can make jokes about, about my mum is me kind of thing. It's like, no one takes the piss out of the lawn line except me because yeah. I have to put up with it. I will therefore defend it even though I hate it yeah which so is, it's like no, no one can mock Essex Road only I can because it's, like it's my a little bit yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's that, well it's definitely well I'm, I might mock it behind your back that's fine I don't know I'm not it's fine. No, it's, it's, what no. we did. it's what we did. It's what we did when we were there as well. It's rubbish. No, I like that it's dingy. There's, there's, there's charisma in the dinginess in, in Essex Road. Yeah. Do, do you think right now we're, at, we're, we're people are going? Where is the station? And they're looking up Essex Road on a map. And the, you should all go to Essex Road for a day trip. Have yeah. a have a picnic. <laughs> don't don't do that. So obviously you did the all uh, all the stations around all the uh, all the stations around the UK. Yes. Go on. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the question. Uh, yes, I did that. Tick. Move along. Um, <laughs> no, it's fine. What, Me and Vicky, yes. Did you... Is it... Do you... Did you... Did you enjoy it? Or is it something you think... It, when you look back on it, you kind of think, that was quite a silly thing to do, or is that like an epic thing to do, or Gosh. is that a memorable thing to do? So, yeah. So, for 16... 
weeks in 2017, basically my summer 2017, was to travel to all two and a half thousand stop at railway stations, not always get out at railway stations of Britain, myself and, and my partner Vicky. And there are, there are many, many things I can say about that in terms of how it makes you feel afterwards and how reflective I am and what, what memories you have. Um, one of the most insightful things I ever heard from anybody is that they say when you have a sort of an experience or an intense experience, it takes as long as the experience took afterwards for you to process it. So as simple as like if you go like like if you go on like an amazing holiday, if you go like on like a cruise around the world that takes six weeks, you know, it might take you six weeks when you get home to kind of like process it. You can't process it straight away. So we were on the road rails for three months. So it did take me, in, you know, about three months to like the end of the year in December to kind of be like, oh, yeah, and to sort of to form feelings about it. And what, what I very much... Um, think it's fun now is that there's some bits of it which I very clearly remember I have very specific memories at certain places and 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 signs and and, and people we met and conversations that we had some are, are just vague memories and it's like well I, have, I remember going there but we should go back and explore that more and then the most intriguing part is that some bits are just like black holes they're just like you know I have no recollection. I, I guess I must have. And it came up the other day when somebody went, "Oh, you, you." They went, "They went bloody blah, blah so and so station," and I went, "Where's that?" And they went, "You, you must know. You've been there." And I went, "I don't remember it." It's like I've there's a, and they came up with the name of a station. I was like, "Really? Is that is that an actual name of a station?" And someone was like, "Do you not? And I'm, you don't remember it?" And I'm like, "Do you remember what? Do you, do you expect me to remember all the names of all two and a half thousand stations?" So you, you could genuinely write down a list of like ten stations. Five could be real and five could be, you know, good made-up names and you could quiz me and I probably wouldn't get that right as to which ones were real and which <laughs> ones weren't because there are some odd name stations out there and I don't remember them all, but I have stopped them all. Promise. I'm not going to ask a terrible question because I haven't written it down. I'll think, what's, what's a terrible question? Uh, what's your favourite station? Don't have one. I know. It's no, uh, no, I do and I don't. Yeah, but but in terms of what? You know, oh, no, well, I, I, we've spoken before, so I know what your favourite station is in London. Hang on, when when did we speak before? Uh, twenty sixteen on the on the radio, but it's down the phone. I don't remember this. <laughs> uh, it was a, when did we do this? It was a phone call for Radio Harrow. Oh, that was you. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. That's me. <laughs> uh, it, it was Sudbury Town. Do you know my friend Shrey? Shrey Prevnick? Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is all coming back. Oh, okay, it's suddenly all the pieces are fitting. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he works there as well. He's still there. Yeah, I know. That's why, that's, why, that's why I'm making the connection. How do you know Shrey? I don't... I, ju- I just... Uh, how do I know Shrey? We, we're brothers? That's a joke, obviously. <laughs> I don't... Uh, I forget now. But I know I know him. Okay. I would say we're friendly. We met. We that's bumped into each other at a Stratford 10k run the other week. And he was like, Jeff! And I was like, I haven't spoken to him for a couple of years. Mm. So we had a little chat. Yes, and then we spoke. Okay, right. And then... Um, what did you ask me back then in 216? What was uh, it all about? Um, Were we talking to you? I think it was talking... We must be talking to you. We must be talking to you. I think it must have been a couple of years after the... All the stations... All the tube stations. Yeah. And that kind of record. Is that kind of... The other question... So I, when I told people I was coming here to meet you, they said, would you ever redo it again? Yeah. Or is that kind of like a... like your? Does that ever feel like that, that's your kind of breakthrough moment like that's the thing I did that's what I'm kind of known for but I'm now doing other things it's not like a greatest hit you'd ever relive gosh um, it was just something that I did 
many times and we were sort of the winners, successful winners twice out of those many occasions. And I guess at the time it was something I was really focusing on and it was something that I was known for, but now it's just sort of something else. Did you just say greatest hits? I did. <laughs> I like, really like the analogy. So I'm, I'm a pop band that's had, you know, five albums with a couple of singles off each. And it, are you saying that's my, that's, that, that was like my big number one hit single? That was your breakthrough. It was like, your breakthrough. if I were the Pet Shop Boys, that, that, would, that would be my West End Girls. West End Girls, yeah. Yeah, that would be the one that everybody has to, and they've had obviously albums and hits and singles and concerts since but would not now people be like oh that's the guy that went to all the stations but it started by going to all the tube stations so that they're kind of linked so yeah. I don't know but then also you've got, yeah, so you've got all, the, all the other stations and then you've got also but also um, I just I just do rail videos on YouTube anyway that's that's kind of my thing so I've moved, I've moved into doing that I, the, I, there's definitely people who think that that's all I still care about and I'll only ever want to do that and do that again and I'm like no I, I definitely do other things mm. And there's some, cause some people get very obsessive about it, um, you know, and like, I, like, I have an arch nemesis and I think that they think that I desperately want to beat them and I'm thinking, no, I don't, it's like I, I might do it again, but it, it, if the time was right and the opportunity came up, yeah. I might just do it, but it, I don't, it's not, I don't obsess about it, I don't, that's not what I think about, there are other things I think about and I'm just getting on and doing other things, yeah. so, so the, the, the time that people would do it again is that at the moment they're building two brand new stations on the Northern Line, the North, sorry, the Northern Line extension, which is happening down at Battersea. So by, it should be mid 2021, we're hoping. It might slide into 2022 if uh, current railway construction projects or anything to go by. Um, there'll be a tube station uh, just west and south of Kennington called Nine Elms, and then another one called Battersea Power Station, which is hilarious because if you you know, you might say Kennington Station or Morden Station or, or Clapham Common Station, so that will become Battersea Power Station Station. So, so when that happens, when those two new Northern Line stations open, the network, the tube network, would then be at 272 stations as opposed to 270, mm. and, the, and the record gets refreshed, as it were, mm. and I can sort of almost guarantee that on the first Monday of service, when the, when the Northern Line is open, there will be a whole slew of people out on the network trying to get around it in the fastest time possible for sure maybe including myself maybe not yeah. depends depends how I'm feeling at that at the time but then I don't know but then new videos and new sort of video strands and uh and, and interest have kind of almost surpassed that a little bit I it's I I I, I Again, it's I, it's no definite. I'm aware that I just made noises like. <laughs> it's never say never, but it's not. It's. I'm not sitting here going. I'm definitely going to do it, and it will definitely be on this date. And I'm sure it'll be like sure, <laughs> sure. It, it's just I'm much more laid back nowadays. I can imagine ten years ago, I'd be like, yes, I'm definitely doing it. Yeah, and nowadays I'm a bit more like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. You know, the, the other things. I think as you just sort of get a little bit older and wiser, other things become more of a more of a concern you know or you know it's 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 not the be all and end all and I, I, but i think that's that's a really interesting point because i think people think that i live breathe and eat and sleep railways and trains all the time and i don't i, I go home and <laughs> i switch off and i and you run a lot as well and i, I do a bit of part run that's that's always good but you know i do i do have a life as well you know and i you know i you know i visit my family and i and, we, and i go to the theater I, I read books you know and i don't just do trains all the time You've got, to, you've got to think of it like a job. It's sort of a bit of a... It's, a, it's an interesting... 
fun job that I do, but it doesn't mean that I'm thinking about it 100%. About eighty percent. No, it's a joke. I don't know. Don't, <laughs> don't don't put a number on it. Don't don't ask for a percentage number. Again, it, it varies. One day I could be like, yes, this is brilliant, yeah. and the next day I could be like, no, not today. Yeah, it depends. There's there's an avenue here of it's definitely you. You are someone who is you are someone who has taken your interest and hobby. Yes, and has kind of made it something out there that people like to watch and enjoy. Yeah, but you know what's weird? Um, by accident. Oh, okay, go on. So, I would say that, I mean, I know, I am not going to name names, but there's people that I know, or there's people that I watch, or people that I'm aware of, and I think they think, yes, well, I, I want to do this as my thing. I want to be on YouTube, I want to make videos. And that applies to adults and sort of kids, teenagers alike growing up. But especially teenagers, because in the teenage world, I think there's a thing where, you know, when I was a child growing up, what do you want to be? I want to be a pilot, I want to be a footballer, I want to be a spaceman, you know? You ask a 12-year-old now, what do you want to be? I want to be on YouTube. What? That, that's a thing? That's a job? Apparently so. Yeah. So, but I, I did it. And so my point being is that I never set out. At no point have I ever gone, I'm going to, this is what I'm going to go and try and do. I just sort of accidentally found myself doing it. And found that there was an audience and found that there was a way to do it in a sort of a fun interesting way and thought yeah this is this this is fun and then I so I've just I've sort of kept on doing it yeah. um, what is it about all these videos even from stuff you do with Vicky and the stuff you do with uh, secrets of or even trying to race lines what is it about these videos that make us as people it's, it's an odd behavioral thing for us to do to sit and actually actively actively watch these videos and I mean that in the in the nicest way possible I mean I absolutely I'm a subscriber everyone I told I was coming here they said oh ask him this ask him this they like, they watched videos as well what? <laughs> um, it was like favourite station I'm like get out of here get out of here you're, you're not an interesting question person so what many aspects one one of one of the aspects is that and I can relate to this people are fascinated when you they love it when when they when you go to their station and people go so if I met uh, this morning I've just come from Reading you know and I was shooting a video at Reading and, and somebody will go oh you're at Reading that's 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 my station and that's really exciting and it's true because I can remember like watching TV years ago and if like TV if, I, if the BBC ever came to like your town and did a feature in your town you'd be like oh, they're in my town oh look that's my that's my local high street or oh, I recognize that part kind of thing so people love seeing their their, their their bit of the world on screen and that's what we like too because it's fun to go to other people's bits of the world which you don't know you know which we don't know and say to people hello we're here in your bit of the world what's happening here then and that you know so that that works both ways because you know that people are going to be very proud to tell you about their their town or, or their station and yet it's also funny when people go you're at my station you're like yep yep I was <laughs> it's like it's just it's just a station, so so that's kind of fun. So that, what's your question? That uh, that is definitely uh, a thing. It's the it's the nice way of me asking why do people watch your videos? But it's just like it's in the nicest possible way. That's the question. Yeah. So, but it's so, so they like seeing it when they come to your bit of town, and then and then that extends, and then people like seeing other places. So people go, oh, I've never been there, but now I've seen it. That that's great. You know, there's a kind of a vicarious thing, and then also people go, oh, and I've heard about this place, and now I've seen it, and then I've seen you go there. I now definitely want to go there. For example, you know, I watch other videos or I read blogs or it's like reading an article about an interesting place and you think, gosh, okay, that makes me want to go there. So I think 
sort of like a travel aspect. People see an interesting place we go to and they go, oh, right, now I also want to go there. I do, you know, because they didn't know of it at all or they'd heard of it a bit and now they've seen it, they definitely want to, like, go there. You know, you, you watch something on TV and you're like, all right, I'll, I'll go there because you've made it sound really exciting or interesting. Yeah. Let, let's go and do that. But doesn't it also extend into the fact that something like the, something like the Underground is 150 years old? You know, it ha- it's evolving all the time with sort of, with design and station looks and maps. It's evolving all the time. So you have this evolving history, but then also you have this current evolving brand still ongoing, which is something to kind of chase, but people kind of don't realize it's a it's an, it's an infrastructure around them. Yes. That has, has this history and this kind of rich history of so much. Well, where, where we're sat recording this, uh, listeners, today right now is that we're in Paddington Station and not just over there, just 20 meters away is an entrance to Paddington tube the Bakerloo line where they're doing some works this week and it's part of TFL Rail and Crossrail and they're putting in step free and as we're sat in at this cafe watching people walk by people are just literally walking by with suitcases and prams and, and holders and stuff and they don't realize they're walking past a bit of history because in years to come that entrance that's over there that's being built upon will have been demolished and will change completely oh really and so yeah and so it's changing the whole time and people are walking right now past a little bit of history and sometimes that that's always been a beauty in what we do is that your commute to work you don't realize but you're walking through a bit of history because in 30, 20 30 50 years time it would have changed so in the same way that we look back now you know we look at black and white photos of the 19th century you have to remember that that in the next in the 22nd century people will be looking at colour photos going look what Paddington was like in the year 2020 that was fun and, but to us now it's just us now living here now but, but put yourself in the shoes of people 100, 200 years in the future that will look back at what what we were wearing now and what trains we were travelling from and what design was like and what signage was like and what, what you know what, what phones we had in our hand that's all part of it so all the time that we're out there making videos travelling we're documenting what life was like on the railways at this time mm. that, we're, that we were travelling in them. So it's always a social and historical record that's sort of on, on, ongoing. But that goes for the whole of YouTube as well, doesn't it? There's, there's so much just like recorded now. Yeah. And I, I do worry that YouTube might not be around forever, but I want it to be because there's so much video now. You can look up almost anything and, yeah. and, find, and find it. So we've just moved location because the uh, the previous place, which I'm not gonna, now I'm not going to mention, turned so the, the, back, the background ambience has changed. It's changed. They turned the music up, and now they made it louder, which kind of kicked us out. This is nice. We're, 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 uh, can we say where we are? I yeah. think I've already said we're at the uh, the the uh, bustling metropolis that is uh, GWR's Paddington Station waiting room, one of London's finest. Yeah, well, that kind of, well, it looks like an original clock. There is an old clock on the wall over right. there. Right, old clock on the wall. Um, do you want to ask your question again? I do. So Just the question was, where do you want to take the channel? Um, oh, this is such a, a wide and diverse question. I I have short term plans and goals, but there's no long term strategy so i i fear that i could wake up next week or tomorrow and youtube could just collapse because you're you are at google's whim mm. you know recently a new law came in is it uh copa c-o-p-p-a which is uh to do with um child protection and you have to sort of state whether your channel is child friendly uh before that there was some eu legislation coming in which is going to change it and obviously brexit has happened so that's now maybe not applicable to Great Britain, you've got competing services, you've got Switch, which I know is <clears throat> a gamer's platform, but somebody else could come in 
Uh, and the whole debate about where where broadcast and media is going, you know, there's obviously people saying that the BBC shouldn't be a license fee, it should be just pure subscription like, like Sky, is that, is that over the next few years how people consume their content will change. And so I think you can't say, you can't say in 10 years I want to be doing this on YouTube. Because you, YouTube, as you know, it might not exist or it might have, it will have changed and grown. So we're just sort of taking it sh short term as a thing to see where it goes. Keep making interesting content. Recently, Vicky and I, we did uh, a, a very deliberately, we did, we did very deliberately, we did a much longer, we did like a documentary style, like a 27 minute thing at Corral Station uh, up in the West Highlands of Scotland. Uh, and it's a beautiful video to watch, but it's like something you'd see on TV, and we'd like to do more of that, but it takes a lot, and people were loving it, but it takes a lot more effort. So, you know, are you in it to make short two-minute films or five-minute videos or 12-minute vlogs or, or half-an-hour documentaries? It's, it's, it's um, yeah, it, it would be nice to spend more time doing things on longer films, but it's more effort. It's so much more work. Yeah. Um, did you, you live in the States for a while as well? I have lived in America. What did you? What, what, how, how long were you there for? <laughs> did you Google my old website, which no, which no longer exists? Uh, no. Do, do you know what? This is a question from David. He said, "What did you miss about the UK when you was over there?" Because the obvious thing is, you know, all your friends and family has changed. But then it's not going to certain shops, is it? It's like mm. not being able to. There's no boots on the high street. How long were you there for? Three, eight and a half years. Oh wow! You know, Where, it was in one place, or did you no, move? I was around? in South Carolina. I mean, oh, what right. I want to say is, W. H. Smith. You know, like Smith or Woolworths. <laughs> <laughs> pick a mix you don't get pick a mix it's the weirdest thing yeah. you, get, you go to an American cinema and sure they have popcorn or they have bags of candy but I, I swear it's only Britain that does pick a mix <laughs> I can't be right you surely. seriously I never went to a movie theatre in America where there was pick a mix and I was like come on everybody loves the little candy teeth or the ice cream cones right? that's, that's bizarre it, it is bizarre but mm. you could buy bags of you know Haribo or M&M's but yeah. not, not pick a mix no, no pick a mix mm. what oh, obviously tea is a thing they don't, they don't really do tea they just have coffee that's always a thing so what, what do you think the US do transport wise better than the UK do oh uh, they don't <laughs> because <laughs> they're, they're in love with their cars too much it, the thing is it's a classic stereotype but the reason why it's a classic classic stereotype is because it's true and they I've literally been with a friend and I went we need to go down there and it's 100 metres away and he's like come on then I'm like where are you going he's like I'm getting into my car I'm like what do you mean you're getting into your car I was like it's over there's 100 metres we could walk it he's like he's like no I'm just getting into my car yeah. and he literally wanted to drive 100 metres you know across a parking lot to get to a shop on the other side and I was like that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever I've ever seen their railways aren't that great they always run a little bit late the services are very sparse freight definitely takes priority passengers are very much second um, and one of the things we've discussed is doing all the stations USA so we did some preliminary planning and it would take at least three possibly five months to do uh, and also, you're in the business of there sort of being maybe two trains a week between, you know, two, two cities. Yeah. And if you miss one, you've got to wait three days for the next train. So it's not even like one train a day. It's in some places, it's like two trains a week. And I think that's very stressful. If you're taking... How long do you wait? You, the UK one, you took, what, three... 16 weeks. I mean, so like we had like a week off in like the middle to, oh, like, okay. to, like, to like chill. Chill. Yeah. Yeah. But America... And this is a good thing to say, but this is a general thing about America. It's just too darn big. It's literally too big. It's, it's, it's a deeply fascinating country, but by Lord, it's, it's too big. It's just too big. 
it's weird how it's oh you've got me on uh, I love talking about America you it, it, it's 50 states as we, you sh- as we all know as you, as you should know I mean really it could be 50 individual countries and not 50 different states because they each have their own little culture and money and rules and stuff and they, they each have a lot of different laws anyway to do with like you know when you can drink and when you can get married and things like if you can buy fireworks or not which is always fascinating right and there's an interesting argument that says you know America could just be 50 different countries and not 50 different states and, and treat it like that do you miss it at all? Uh, I miss Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we've got a Waffle House here. Somewhere. Re- no. Think, like but ha- if you try to explain to a British person about what Waffle House is, unless you've been to America and you've experienced the, the, the joy... Is it like an IHOP? It is like an IHOP. I'm sure we've got one of those here. Is there what? an IHOP in Britain? I think there's an IHOP in Britain. I'm sure there is. Yeah. Well, they, they might be like a pop-up, like a pop-up IHOP. But unless you, unless, at 2 o'clock in the morning, if you're coming home, you know sober driving there's something amazing about going pancakes <laughs> and finding a waffle house that's open at 2 a.m and getting coffee and pancakes or or gas station coffee the the quintessential thing about america is that you must to the end the proper way to see america is in a car not on a train sadly because you do like you know the classic iconic road trip you know because it's so big there's so many open spaces and it's just amazing to drive away from the big towns and through the small towns of america using its road network um, and because of that, gas stations, petrol stations, but gas stations have so many more amenities than they do here in Britain. If you go to like, a, if you pull up at a BP or a Shell here, you might get a wild bean cafe, maybe a toilet, possibly a, ca- a cash machine. But a gas station in America, it's this like social hub where there's, there's definitely a toilet and there's always a cafe and it's open 24 hours. And there's once, you know, I saw there was a full blown cafe and, and a pharmacy and, and an, everything, everything was just all in this gas station. So there's I, I, something beautiful about driving into a gas station and using its amenities because it's nothing like what you get in Britain. So, uh, moving on to the books. Yes. So you've got the two, the two books, 50 Things to See and Do in the, on UK Railways and 50 Things to See and Do on London yes. Underground. You've done your research. I, like, well, I, try, I try my best. I like a man. You've just read my Twitter from the last week, haven't you? <laughs> That's the only thing. If you, want, if you want to go and speak to someone, just read their Twitter. I'll be like, okay, now I'm up to speed with what's, what's going on. <laughs> so what's the origins of these books? Yeah. Also, it's not your, this is not your first foray into books, is it? So I th- I'm on number four now, which is... That's a bit. That's a bit weird to say. From my time that I lived in America, I did a. I did. It's, it's like we planned it, but we haven't. I did a road trip across America, which involved going to towns that shared names of London underground stations. So I sort of combined my two passions. And off the back of that, that was like a self-published thing. I then, in this country, came back home, just got like a trivia book about the London Underground. Off the back of all the stations, myself and Vicky wrote about all the stations and that sold well so our publishers went that was good would you like to do another one and we went sure and so they're like companion books we've done one each Vicky's is about railways across Britain as a whole mine again sort of focuses on my first love which is the tube and the underground and it's 50 things to see and do on the underground in London yeah it's it's clearly a marketing ploy you buy one you have to have the other you know yeah. if if waterstones place them side by side in the bookshop there's no way you can buy one without, without the other yeah. there's there's, there's going to be some buy one get the other one half price <laughs> offers going on at some point isn't there like weekday weekend versions yeah so 50 things to see and do on the tube and 50 things to see and do on british railways and yes. from the, the, the from what i've seen of it i think i've seen a video where it's been flicked through like yeah. it's, it kind of matches the design of almost 
but the iconography of the tube as well with the tube yeah no, a little bit yeah but but i should sorry what i wanted to stress before i got to that is that it's definitely it's definitely based for for families so what we found from all the stations is that there were a lot of um you get a lot of parents that would get in touch and go i had a beautiful oh it's beautiful i had a beautiful tweet the other day i think i was complaining about a troll or something and and a mother sent me a picture of her and her family out on the rail network she went no but jeff it's brilliant she said you've you've enabled us to, to kind of to make it okay to go out for like a random train journey and i do get this a lot from families particularly mothers with young boys maybe five six seven and they go mom can we can we go on a train and they go sure and and they love it and, we, and it's slightly removed a bit of stigma or parents have said oh i didn't think i'd enjoy a day out with my son on the train so much as I did mm. and so it's become a bit of a very much a social thing I think our publisher tapped into that and they went do a book for families so we've now specifically done books for families for parents or guardians to take small ones out on trains and, and make a day out of it and, and make it a, a fun thing so but importantly uh, it can be enjoyed by big kids as well so it's not, not just for small ones I'll be sure to put a, a <laughs> link in the description. You should. Um, and so finally, Jeff, what have you learnt? <laughs> you should leave this awkward pause in. This is, I think this, this, oh, will, make, no. this will make fine podcasty radio. <laughs> you should always try and find the fun. Which I, I, do you know, I was annoyed. There's a comedian, a very funny guy called James James Veach, which you may have heard of, yeah. and he he does a thing where he kind of he um, he replies to spammers online, or he just does fun things. And he but he has a line where he said in his stand-up show, where he said you should always try and find the game, right? Which I concur with because my my sort of what I've learned is always try and like as long as what you're doing isn't you know as long as you're not knowingly inflicting pain or unhappiness or misery upon someone, always just try and find the, the fun in what you do so the world cup thing is a perfect example where i sort of baited tfl because that that is hurting no one right no nobody said anything nasty or angry or negative it was just like we're gonna we're gonna have fun we're gonna make the cable car win because you know that's just funny so if you can do something that's just fun that doesn't cause that isn't hurting anyone then you should totally do that find the game find where the fun is you know because life can be rubbish and short and ill and people die sooner than they should or, or you know terrible things happen so surely to counter the terribleness you need to find where the fun is in the world so try and find fi- find the fun find, that's a three word catchphrase just put that on a t-shirt did you know that three word catchphrases work really well as like as like a buzz phrase better than a two word or a four word catchphrase yeah 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 it's a rule of three i'm gonna put that on a t-shirt find the fun yeah. jeff marshall thank you very much thank you <laughs>